0: This is Anthony Falco, author of Pizza Czar and International Pizza Consultant, and you're listening to the Growing Up Italian Podcast.
1: What is up, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian podcast. We have my good friend here today, Anthony
0: Falco. Thanks for having me. Spina. Pizza
1: extraordinaire. Thank you. Great neighbor,
0: great friend. Yeah, I didn't have to uh, commute very far to get to the podcast.
1: No. This is a long time coming. I mean, Thank you for taking some time out to sit here and talk with me.
0: Yeah, I'm happy. We've been to
1: talking you. about this for a while.
0: Yeah. I mean, see you on the street a lot when I'm in town. Yep. And uh, I mean, I, I think I, I brought some pizzas. Um, like the, the, from the, from the cookbook, the Sicilian grandma recipes, kind of like a focaccia kind of a pizza, you know, but, um, I think I've been trying to get you a pizza. Is that the first time? I yeah. Made yeah. Pizza this is the first it? time I had one of your,
1: yeah. pi- not one that first time, but first time, you know, on yeah. the block, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, my favorite thing to do in the world is to just make whatever I want and then give it away for free.
1: I like that. That that's like a true cook. <laughs> yeah. Only true cooks like yeah. like to give away food, like make like, you know, experiment with food and then yeah. have other people's opinions on it.
0: Yeah, I got to I got to figure out how to make a living out of just cooking pizzas and then just delivering them. But I Personal chef. Yeah, for this uh but then they might want to let's let's talk,
1: let's talk about the cookbook. Yeah. Pizzas are
0: So yeah, thank you. Pizzas are uh, out, out now available everywhere. It just came out last Tuesday and it's on Amazon. It's on All the online retailers. I've been sending a lot of people to bookshop.org, which is a really great website. It's actually a guy in the neighborhood started it. Oh, wow. And his kids go to the same school my kids go to uh, down the street. And um, it's what they do is they donate a percentage of the sales to local independent bookstores. So that's a good one, bookshop.org. And for anybody watching internationally... uh, it ships free anywhere in the world through bookdepository.com. So I've had people repost the book. Um, yeah, we'll be good. You, okay. you can a... I uh, I've had people repost the book from so far from Israel, Brazil, Mexico. Uh, well, you've been Canada. all over
1: the world making pizza.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been very fortunate to have pizza take me all over the world. It's been uh, it's been a wild last 4 years as an international pizza consultant. Um, my my first uh, pizza consulting gig was in brazil uh, we were
1: just talking about brazil sao paulo
0: yeah sao paulo you know i mean it's such an amazing city it, it's maybe one of my most favorite cities in the whole world mine too it's a pizza city they mm. call themselves the pizza capital of the world they do very italian city but it's also a very multicultural city it's the largest japanese population in the world outside of japan one of the biggest Lebanese populations in the world outside of the Middle East and Italians too. Yeah, I mean it's it's Italians. mostly Italian. Yeah, um, there's a lot of Italians there. A lot of old Italian bakeries and you know restaurants and it's uh, you know there's a lot of history there and there's a pizzeria on every block and you know I I went there to do a pop up and um, I met these guys great operators. Mm-hmm. They had a pizzeria called Braz, and it's a traditional Brazilian-type pizza. Do you have the, the pizza in Brazil? Is not it, like, thicker? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I've, I've had it. It's heavy-duty. It, yeah.
1: It's great. Yeah. It's- Listen, I was, tell- I was telling Anthony before we started recording that when I went to Brazil, like I ate at one of my favorite pizzerias, and it's called Spedanza, And, you know, I have cousins with the last name Spedanza, so that's why I remember that. Yeah. But, you know, the, the pizza was phenomenal right there, and the meat. In Brazil, is amazing. They oh, take like the steak. steak very serious. Oh, oh,
0: my God. It's amazing. I, I think some of the best food I ever had was just on the, uh, the 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 patios of my friends who are chefs' house and just doing grilling steak. And then they give you like a little feriofa, which is like this toasted manioc flour. Mm-hmm. And you just take the stape steak and you dip it in that, and that's it. And it's Even the
1: acai bowls. You ever had the acai bowls in Brazil?
0: No, but, you know, I lo- uh Feijoada on on Wednesday and Saturdays is a must. Did you ever have feijoada no. when you were there? Feijoada is it's more a dish from the north, but they have it all over Brazil. It's like the national dish. Is that what like the rice and? It's a it's black beans. Yeah, yeah I know. And, I know what yeah, you're talking and about And that. it's got like all different kinds of meats in it, like sausages, like you know. It's
1: like a stew almost. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. but what? it's it's like a really meat heavy bean dish, and then you eat it with rice if you have. Uh, I think it's called feijoada completa, which is like the complete plate. And you have a big portion of the feijoada, the beans and the meat with the meat in it. And then you've got uh, rice and then there's an orange slice and then there's some shredded kale. Yeah,
1: I've, I've seen that dish. I know what you're talking yeah. about
0: now. And then the, um, uh, the feriofa the flour too. The what were flour.
1: some other places you love to visit?
0: Um, you know, that was, so that was my first kind of uh, international Pizza a consulting gig. And it was with a, a, a place called Bras Electrica, which is now has, I think, eight or nine stores. Um, wow. And they're all over. Sell- so all you over
1: started there. at the first location.
0: Yeah, I started down there. We did the testing, helped open the first location. I've gone down there like five or six times, mm-hmm. maybe seven. I don't know. Um, I'm really hoping to get back there as soon as I can. But after that, I went to uh, Toronto. um Panama. So far, I've worked in Lisbon. Uh, wow, you've been all over Thailand, um, Indonesia. Um, I've got projects in the works in 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 Singapore, and I I over the pandemic helped consult on a project in Mongolia. It was,
1: you know, so the pandemic specifically hit you extra hard because your job requires traveling.
0: Yeah, it was it was very difficult. You know, I mean, I was actually traveling like maybe like two or three weeks out of every month. I mean, nonstop, barely at home and um, just working, working, working on the road. And I was actually on my way to Australia mm-hmm. on Monday. And when the lockdown in New York happened on Friday and it was, so you made like,
1: it back in time.
0: I did. I, my trip was canceled. Like I called them and I was like, Hey, you know, is this still happening? And they're like, everything's fine here. It's great. And then like Sunday night they were like, Everything's still fine here, but it seems like New York is not fine. And yeah, I don't know yeah, if you're going to get in. And if you get in, you're probably never going to get out.
1: Yeah, so you just canceled the trip.
0: So, yeah, canceled that, canceled all the other stuff. Just It was just a cascade of everything canceling. You know, I just – I had to kind of – I started doing, like, Zoom classes, you know, sponsored content. I mean, at first we were just scared, you know. Like, I mean, yeah. it's me and my wife and my two boys. Yeah, And it was like, you know – what are we going to do? Are, are they going to get sick? I mean, no one knew anything what was going to yeah, happen. It was just so an
1: unknown thing.
0: It was a very frightening thing. And then the restaurant business was like, you know, really hit hard. But after the first couple of weeks, people started kind of figuring out what was going on. And then after the first couple of months, one of the things that was really interesting is that as a segment within the restaurant industry, pizza like actually performed pretty well. You know, and and
1: food like pizza, panini, like our, yeah, our businesses you? blew up. Yeah, I feel because it's easy to go. Like in a pandemic, people aren't looking to spend three, four hundred dollars on a meal. Yeah, I mean, so exactly. guys like us, you know, I feel excelled with travels
0: really well. You yes. know, I mean, pizza's made for takeout and delivery. Yep. Um, you know, and it depends on different styles. Like I had clients who. Did more of like a Neapolitan style, which was not so good for delivery and takeout, or also depended on your location. So I had clients who were in like downtown office corridors, and they they did they were struggling, you know. But if people who were in neighborhoods who did like maybe a New York style pizza, I mean, they were doing better business than they'd ever done before because you know they were able to compress the hours, they were able to uh, you know basically just when people did decide that they needed to get something besides cooking at home, you know, pizzas, you know, uh, a great option for that. Because I think, you know, for me, I feel like everybody knows how to like, you know, I mean, if you cook, a, if you cook at home, people know how to like cook a steak. They know how to, you know, make pasta, but like making pizza is a little more involved. Pizza's hard. Yeah. Just like the actual forming it. Like,
1: yeah. cause I've tried making pizza at home and the shape was like, yeah. Not a circle. So
0: yeah, you know, so to make
1: pizza is a, a skill.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot that can go wrong from, you know, the making of the dough to getting it in and out of the oven to how your oven's set up. So I mean I have in my cookbook four different dough recipes. Yeah, for, could you
1: explain the yeah. like the difference?
0: So there's four different dough styles. And mm. so there's the thin and crispy dough, which That's is
1: New York style?
0: It can be Or kind of, like, you know, like I don't know, man. I, I guess I kind of get uh, <laughs> like, you know, people want to put styles into like very specific categories yeah. and say, you got to use this and you got to use yeah. that. I think you can make this pizza and it could be something like New York style. It's more, it, it came about when I had a client who wanted me to do something similar to like New Jersey thin crust. Okay. Um, so it's more like kind of, it's more like that kind of like thin and crispy kind of pizza, but it's my own interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, and then I have another one called the Neapolitan ish and that's like, you know, it's like a Neapolitan style pizza, but I don't like specifically follow all the rules mm-hmm. because I mean, I feel like for the main, you know, amount of time that, that Neapolitan pizza was made, there probably wasn't any rules, you know, it's a yeah. pretty recent invention. Um, so I encourage people to use local flour, and I encourage people to add oil, which you're not supposed to do, but a lot of people do anyways. Um, and so that's a Neapolitanish, and that one is really actually for people who have these like the small home- part.
1: Like you, when I think Neapolitanal piece, I think of small, small personal, yeah, cook- super easy to eat, you know, yeah, light. and
0: high temperature. So cooked like in 90 seconds. Yeah, burnt on the outside. Yeah, a little, yeah. little spotting yeah. char. Yeah, And so that one that recipe is really geared towards people who have the home, like high-temperature ovens that are, mm-hmm. are big now. Like I have the Breville Pizzaiolo uh, because I don't have a backyard. But like for people who have backyards, you know, there's like the Rockbox and there's the Uni and there's all these other different yeah, brands. There's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, and there's people who have backyard ovens. So it's really for people who, you know – um have like that an oven that can help them achieve that high temperature mm-hmm. so that they can make that style. Um I kind of talk in that in the beginning of that section. I'm like, look, I'm not gonna lie to you, you're not you're not really gonna be able to make this in your home oven. Yeah. Like I've got three yeah. other, so the other the
1: other two doughs would be then
0: So the or? first two, Den and Crispy and 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 Neapolitanish, they are, you know, you're gonna stretch it out, you're gonna put it on a pizza yeah. peel and you're gonna slide it. Onto a stone and cook it. Yes. Yeah. Um, then the other two pizzas I have in there are pan pizzas, and I really love uh, the pan pizzas because I feel like, um, you know, they're they're really easy for the home pizza maker. You know that stuff you talk about, like the like the Sicilian, sliding it in and getting the, the shape. In, yeah. yeah. So the Sicilian, I call it the Sicilian grandma, and then the other one is called the 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 butter crust pan pizza, and. You know the Sicilian is that, like gra-
1: a, is that like a Detroit style? Yeah, is that like
0: a Detroit style? Um, so, so like for me, okay, let's talk a little bit about like yeah, because styles. like a lot of people talk <laughs> about like that square,
1: yeah. Detroit style.
0: Yeah, so like uh, you know, like styles, like how do styles even like come to be like a pizza style? Like what's the difference between Detroit style and Sicilian style and Grandma style and like. Roman style, you know I mean? Because yeah, even me, I have no
1: idea. Yeah, like,
0: I mean, I look at, like, styles as, like, there's, like, a category of p- how the pizzas are cooked. And that's what I break this into. It's, like, there's pizzas that are stretched out and then they're slid onto a stone and cooked directly onto the stone. Mm-hmm. Like, now, that is, if you're a 100% a pizza purist from Naples, that's the only pizza, you know, yeah. um, is to cook it directly on the stone. But then, you know, pan pizzas are kind of descended from focaccia which is a very old way to make bread um and you know i think like from a historical perspective you had in new york like they don't do they like there's no sicilian pizza in uh in brazil like in sao paulo they just i mean there there may be people starting to do it now like but they only had like something that was very similar to what was brought over you know from naples um but so you have like sicilian immigrants mixing together with Neapolitan immigrants and like, you know, like uh, my my family, uh, on my dad's side, the Falcos, they came from Sicily a hundred years ago. And to,
1: Dal- to Austin. To Austin, Texas. Texas yeah.
0: Well, yeah, to outside of a small town outside of Austin called High Bank. Mm-hmm. And along the Brazos River Valley. And they went there to farm. And, um, you know, they had never even heard the word pizza until like a Shakey's opened in Waco, you know, or like a... Like a Pizza Hut, like they never heard the word pizza. It was a it's a, it was a very regional thing. So they
1: didn't bring pizza with them from Sicily.
0: No, they made something called vecchia, which I talk about in the book, and there's a recipe for.
1: Is that like a more like a barista, like a yeah? You know? It's like
0: it's cooked in a pan, you know, and that one's very simply dressed with just tomato and onion and anchovy. Yeah, like maybe, not really
1: mozzarella or anything. Just
0: no, I mean there's not a lot of mozzarella production in Sicily. Yeah, in general. But so you have it in America and you have in Brazil and Argentina and all over the world, these people who are coming from different regions and then they're mixing together and they're sharing spaces and communities. And so, you know, I think you have, like, I mean, if we want to just like guess how it happened, I mean, maybe no one knows, but like a, a Sicilian guy buys a pizzeria from uh, a, a Neapolitan guy. Yeah, and he wants to make something closer to what he kind of grew up with. You know, and so they make, like, there's even some pizzerias that have, like, if you ever went to bins in, so, uh, in Soho? No. And they do, like, when they call the parmelaton, and it's just breadcrumbs and onions and tomatoes.
1: Sfingi, right? Yeah, they they call or Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, so, like, those things start to kind of mix and cross-pollinate. And, like, Detroit, as far as I know, is just, like, Someone making something like Sicilian in but a smaller version. in a different shape pan, and then they're using like Wisconsin brick cheese because they're just like using the things that are around them, you know it's, And that happens with all kinds of cuisines. It's like you come in with an idea of what you're going to make, but the ingredients are different, what's available is different, and so you adapt and you change it. Mm-hmm. And then new styles kind of evolve.
1: That's the thing with pizza is, like there's not a lot of rules, but some, I feel like one of the only rules is no pineapple. Oh, shit. What, what's your stance on that?
0: Oops. Well, I definitely have a pineapple recipe in here.
1: What, what's on that? Cause I'm, I'm curious.
0: All right. So like growing up pineapples, I never had pineapple on a pizza. I mean, I think you probably, you didn't either.
1: No. It Only was, time I've seen pineapple on pizza was like Domino's.
0: I mean, it was just something like, other people did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, uh, I was fine. I mean, I'm not, I think I don't get worked up about it. Like if that's how live your life, how you want to live it, that's fine. But I think, like, that people don't like it. Like, because I'm also really into, like, history. And, like, you know, pineapple is a fruit from South America. You know, it comes from probably around the region, which is now Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomato originated as a, a small plant in uh, Peru, in the Andes Mountains somewhere. And then it somehow migrated to Mesoamerica. And indigenous uh, tribes that were in the region that is now Mexico, they cultivated the tomato to what it is today. And then it was the Spanish that brought that to Europe and they brought that to Italy. I would never guess
1: that. I, I feel like being like an Italian, I just think we invent everything. <laughs>
0: yeah. That, I mean, you know, Italy, Italy itself is an invention, though. You know? Exactly. And, exactly. And so... The 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 tomato didn't even get to. uh, What year did
1: the tomato like arrive in Italy?
0: I mean, it didn't even get to. It didn't get to Europe until the 15th century, and then people weren't really eating it until even the 18th century.
1: Because we always hear about like Europe coming here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the settlers coming here, but you never really hear like what they brought back. Yeah, I mean, the
0: world that we live in is. And all of the food we eat in every country in the world is completely shaped by something called the Columbian Exchange. You know, yeah, which is, I've heard of that. Yeah, which is, um, you know, there's a great book. Bringing uh, back
1: spices, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Well, yes, yeah, specifically, you have North and South America, and then you have Europe, Asia, and Africa, and the Indian subcontinent, and Australia, and, and Polynesian. And they were completely cut off from each other when the land bridge closed, you know, for. Tens of thousands of years, there was no contact and everything kind of evolved differently. Yep. And there was plants and species, animals, diseases, and people that had never come in contact with each other for thousands of years. Just
1: pigs. separate. And
0: then after that happened, you know, they potatoes were brought to Europe. Uh, cows, pigs, sheep, lamb were brought to the New World. Chilies. There was never any chili peppers in, in Asia before they came from mexico you know the it's crazy to think about the word chili is a nahuatl word from from uh, mexico tomato chocolate you know all these things they they got mixed up and spread around the world um and that's every cuisine is kind of affected by that you know an italian cuisine is no different and and you know people i mean if you go to thailand you'd, you'd probably think that the chili pepper had been there Forever, because it's in every dish. <laughs> it's super spicy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're talking about like pizza, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a food that was born in Italy, sure. Because, and you can't say that. So, about is, is a it, lot it of safe? Say, is it
1: safe to say that Naples is the home of pizza? Because that's like a lot of rumors from.
0: I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say because I mean, there a lot of foods you can't, you know, like you can't really say like who made the first. Steak, right? You know, like people. You ever heard the story of like how pizza
1: was invented, like the Queen Margarita or something like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that is probably not. You don't think it's hundred percent true? true. Yeah, I mean, but it was like
1: somebody put. Yeah, I don't bread. You know, dough with mozzarella and. Yeah, I mean, what we know for sure
0: is that there was no tomatoes here, and there was there was no wheat here. So at some point between the 15th century and the 18th century. You know, it happened somewhere yeah. in Europe. Someone in England might have made a pizza, and then oh man, Andy, like, no. don't say that—they're going to come after you.
1: <laughs> Our followers are a little crazy. Nobody, but what, what was um your your pineapple recipe? Okay, so pine, never, now we're back
0: to pineapple. Yeah. I'm, I'm going I can go off on uh, historical tangents. Um, so, so yeah, I don't like I look at everything from that perspective of history. You know, I uh-huh. mean, like basil originally comes from India. You know, the water buffalo comes from india as well so there's no mozzarella in italy until the 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 waterfalls get there there. um but i think of like so when i think of the pineapple i'm like okay there's no like technical reason why you should put it on a pizza but reason people don't like it's because it's really always it's pretty poorly executed people are using canned pineapples they're they're too sweet they're wet in the they get like wet pineapple in the cheese and then they're they're pairing it with like ham so it's a very one note dish you know you got like sweet ham sweet pineapple it's like it, it's not a lot of textural variation there so I, you know i just i never really messed with it too much but then when i was in toronto you know they were like you have to make a kind of a hawaiian pizza That that's not like a term that i use so like but because it's not hawaiian there's nothing hawaiian about it but um they claim in Toronto to have invented the Hawaiian pizza. Oh, really? Yeah. So,
1: so uh, pizza with pineapples and ham should be yeah. called the Six Pizza, the yeah, Toronto exactly. pizza.
0: So they are very, and it's very popular there. And so, like, they were like, "Look, I wow. know you probably don't want to do this, but we got to make one." And I was like, "All right, I got to think about a pineapple pizza. How do I do a pineapple pizza that doesn't suck?" And so, like, I thought, like, what's a what's like a savory pineapple dish that everybody loves, you know? And it like thought about taco sal pastor you know where you have like this spicy roast pork you've got like you know roasted pineapple onions Mm. salsa cilantro and it's it's great delicious spicy savory you know salty it's all it hits all these different flavor profiles so i took the whole pineapple and i just put it in the pizza oven and just like walked away and waited for the whole pineapple to just turn completely black
1: and oh. you shave, you shaved. Pulled off,
0: shaved off the black part, and then I took the insides that had now concentrated, sweetened up, yeah. they lost a lot of their moisture, and I reduced that and pureed it into a sauce. Mm. And then uh, made like a chili rubbed bacon and then put it on a pizza with mozzarella, mm. this dabs of this concentrated pineapple sauce, tomato sauce, jalapenos, white onion. So, so tacos al pastor, any cheese, any cheese, mozzarella. mozzarella. Okay, It yeah. actually
1: sounds good. It's dude, it's fine. But that's not that's not no Domino's pizza there. That's like well, I don't that make takes Domino's hours. Pizza. That takes know. hours to make. Like that's not your ordinary. No, because like when I think of pineapple pizza, I just think of like chunks of pineapples, chunks of ham, sauce, and mozzarella. Yeah, like, I literally think of Domino's pizza whenever I think of pineapple. Yeah, pizza. I'm not
0: even sure if I've ever had that, but I mean. There's not a lot of stuff in here where we're just opening a can and throwing it on top of a pizza. No, it's, yeah. You know, a lot of these recipes are a little involved, you know. I mean, maybe this isn't the cookbook for everybody. It's like, you know. But listen, we have
1: 100 <laughs> recipes in here. Yeah, exactly. Techniques, but yes, tools you need.
0: Yeah, it's ex- and I really, I'm really, i really obsessed with making the Sicilian grandma pizza, which we I brought you three of. Yeah, amazing. Yeah.
1: I've never had pizza like that in my life. I mean, we just put it on our Instagram story um, like – Nice amount of dough, not heavy at all. Yeah. You made us the mortadella and pistachio. Yeah. Which has been my kick lately. I've been eating that. It's come out of my ears, mortadella and pistachio. I mean, it's a
0: classic combination. Um, and then the. The bares. The bares, yeah. It's like. With olives. Yeah. And I cut it and stuffed it and made like a sandwich with it. prosciutto
1: cotto and mortadella.
0: Yeah. It, it, I mean, I, I love it. And I love how it's, it is. Like, it's big, but it's light. Mm hmm. Um, and that that, one, That's
1: almost like a sandwich, though.
0: Yeah. That could
1: be a sandwich. I mean,
0: it, it's like, what is, it, it's it's—it's a focaccia, which, yeah. you know, focaccia makes a great sandwich yeah. bread, you know? And so, like, is it pizza? Is it focaccia? I mean, I don't really, you know, just tastes I don't good. care. It you know, <laughs> just like, tastes good. Um, But, the, so that, that recipe, I really love. And, you know, it's also kind of, I talk about how, you know, my great-grandmother used to make bread every day, and then she would make these, like, you know, kind of pan- grandma pizzas yeah. like in a pan like low personal you know and she would call them faccia de vecchia but then like they started making it more like pizza when you know we were older and um you know i mean like if you could put mozzarella and tomato on there and it's and pepperoni and it's like a it's like slice and you could put it in a square pan you could put it in a round pan if you don't even have any pizza pans you could just put it in a cast iron skillet Mm-hmm. It's going to work great. You can put it in a steel frying pan. It works great. It's like, well, I really like people getting started with that recipe because it's like, you don't need to buy a lot of stuff. But, Super
1: easy, too. Yeah. Right?
0: So you like, you know, when you get the peel and you got it. Yeah. And then I have my home oven and I have a diagram in here lined up. And you you have see.
1: pizzas for like home ovens, too? Yeah, yeah. How many would you say are like for home ovens?
0: I mean, everything but the Neapolitan is for the home oven and wow. then okay and then you don't and the thin and crispy i highly recommend you get a set of stones yeah. or steels and you do one layer and then another layer on top i think is the best way to do it but like the sicilian grandma you can do that in a toaster oven yeah i mean i have a dope toaster oven but you have the
1: best of the best toaster yeah oven. <laughs>
0: um but it, it's it, i ate 475 for like 15 20 minutes you know, I mean, there's, like, if you get a good pan, I really like these pans called Lloyd's Pans. They're from uh, Washington State. they make made in the USA. They're, like, nice and thick. They're nonstick. You put tons of olive oil in there. And, you know, they just – it kind of, like, fries up the crust. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. And then the, the last recipe to talk about is the buttercrust pan pizza.
1: Yeah. When you said that before, I was like, buttercrust – I don't know if I've ever had that.
0: It's kind of like my – Homage to, like, 1980s Pizza Hut pizza, which pan pizza, which maybe you never you didn't have growing up. No. no, but no. So, so like, in the, in the little town uh, in Texas where my family, we would go every weekend to go to – so there was High Bank, which was a little farming community, but then eventually all those people moved. And my grandpa and my grandma lived in a town called Marlin, Texas, and my grandpa had a liquor store called Tony's Liquor. And – um, but they also had a farm and we would go there and they only, you know, there was no Italian restaurants they just everyone cooked at home, you know, um,
1: typical you know. Italian. But if stuff you went right there, there on a
0: Sunday, it'd be like meatballs and, you know, sausage and all this stuff. I didn't eat that personally because I was raised vegetarian because my dad, like,
1: he was vegetarian.
0: Yeah. Even though he's like full blood Sicilian, he's a hippie vegetarian guy. Listen,
1: I, some people, you know, got... <laughs> different tastes. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people are vegetarian, vegan now, you know. Yeah. Everybody has their own point of views. And
0: if you go to Sicily or southern Italy, being a vegetarian is not such a big deal. It's like a very vegetable driven kind of Maybe a lot of fish
1: though.
0: Yeah, that's true. No, let's no, sneak that. No
1: out. no no like pig or cow, but yeah. definitely eat. so pescatarian, let's yeah, say. Yeah,
0: exactly. But the only <laughs> p- pizza place in town in Marlin was uh, a Pizza Hut, and I used to love Pizza Hut pan pizzas. Like, is that
1: when you, like, knew, like, okay, one day,
0: this is what I'm going to do? like. No, I had no idea. This was, was there it, ever an
1: exact moment where you're like, this is what I'm going to do?
0: No, I mean, it was a total mistake to to become a, like, make a career out of pizza. Like, I mean, I was... A great mistake, though. <laughs> yeah, it's working out okay right now, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was never a plan. I mean, I I wanted, I don't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a illustrator i wanted to be an author so i guess i am now that's pretty cool through pizza first book and i do have some illustrations in there i don't know oh, if you that look, you've done the, the artwork in there
1: oh nice i definitely gotta check i didn't uh, see that
0: um but i did some uh some of my illustration work in there because i do i,
1: I didn't know you could draw too oh like this
0: yeah well oh, this is pretty cool i drew all that yeah oh everything here yeah i drew it all and i did all the color work in like photoshop
1: Bro, I love the way that mozzarella looks. Yeah, but I do. super cool.
0: So I do a lot of, uh, you know, I do like t shirt design and graphic design for people. Like
1: That's that. what I see. Like when I look at that, that's what I, yeah. like I see a t- that on the t shirt.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, like just being, making a career in the restaurant business was just, it would like, it came out of, and I talk about this in the book a little bit about like, it came from kind of like, you know, tragedy in my life. Like I was, uh, and, you know, I'd always worked in restaurants, like as a dishwasher, or worked at a, like a bagel shop or whatever. Just like, you know, it's easy work and like...
1: Easy to find a job. I, yeah. Somebody clean the dishes. Yeah, you
0: don't need a, like a resume, right? And so, But then I did get into graphic design and web design. Mm-hmm. And I had a little company in Seattle after I moved from Austin to Seattle. Yeah. And, you know, I did that for like three years and I just didn't like it. You know, I just didn't like the tech world. I didn't like... Everything was just about... We're going to do this and then we're going to sell it and we're going to make a bunch of money. And it's like, you know, I mean, there's I think there's I just didn't like sitting in front of a computer all day, you know. And and then, um, you know, I had like uh, my nephew died in a car accident. He was five years old. Sorry, that. And, you know, he was his father had been like uh, he had been shot to death before that, like that. Oh, wow. It was just a very horrible, tragic family situation sister lost her whole family and you know for me i it just like if you know just stuff like that happens to your family it just can it just fucks everything up and like i didn't know what i wanted to do i, I knew i didn't want to go to work anymore you know i didn't want to do web design it didn't mean anything to me anymore i was trying to like make this company and sell it so that i could like help put this kid through college like be a dad for him
1: cause mm-hmm. he didn't have Father figure, like
0: yeah. But then when he was gone, then now what am I doing? What am I working for? You know, like I've, I didn't really have much to like, you know, kind of like work for or mm-hmm. do or anything, right? And so, I kind of spent some time traveling around the world, you know. And it was like, just kind of, you know, maybe being a little self-destructive and just, you know, I like when you make something, you make it and see the person's mud. reaction to yeah, like you make people happy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you design a website for somebody, it's like, no one's ever going to, like, give you a hug or say they love you.
1: Yeah. They're just going to say, can you change this now? Change yeah, exactly.
0: That? And it's like, <laughs> when you make some food for someone... That's me. Yeah. <laughs> can
1: you change that? Can you change this? Yeah. Like, when I see a website.
0: You know, when, uh, like, your dad had the, the, the focaccia berets with the... I mean... He loved it. He loved it. You yeah. know? And, like, that, made, that makes me happy, you know? And so, like, I wanted to do that with the rest of my life. So you know, I came back to Seattle and I started, I was like, if I'm going to own a restaurant one day, I got to kind of work through every job, right? So I was a bar back, I was a bartender, I was a cocktail waiter, I was a, you know, a waiter, I was a door guy, you know, dishwasher. I mean, I did every job.
1: A little of every day.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I ended up starting a restaurant, but it was uh, a, <laughs> like a Belgian French fry shop. Because when I was, traveling i had spent a lot of time in amsterdam have you ever had like the yeah they have, the french the fries waffle. and the cones
1: For, oh yeah like yeah with the toppings and yeah, stuff yeah and they put mayonnaise and stuff yeah, on yeah. It. but even like they're big on the waffles and and like uh amsterdam yeah like everybody have, goes crazy with the with the waffles there
0: yeah and they have the stroke waffles and the, yeah yeah the super yeah. thin ones yeah exactly bro the, i can eat, eat 15 of those the double fried french fries i just love i like kind of obsessed about that and i started a you know, a restaurant in, uh, in Seattle doing that. But, you know, at some point like these guys opened a pizzeria next to me and it was like this Neapolitan wood fired place. And I was just like, well, that just seems so much cooler than frying potatoes. (laughs) And I, you know, I didn't know then what was going to happen, but I ended up moving to New York and started, got a job at a pizzeria, you know, worked there for many years and then, you know, kind of made a little name for myself and then met people and then, You know, I got really, I have to really thank my clients in Brazil, you know, because that place, they're such good restaurant operators. Like, they're so good at their job Mm -hmm. that I was able to, like, you know, develop recipes for them and, and ideas, and then it just worked great. And then from that, it was like a showcase. And I, people saw it on Instagram, and they had me come to their restaurants, and I... Word of mouth, too. Yeah, word of mouth. Because,
1: like, very good business owners will say,
0: this guy helped me set yeah. up this and that. Yeah, and they wrote letters for me, and they like, you know, I mean, I'm very lucky to have, like, good relationships with all my clients, you know, because I just, you know, I really want them to be happy, you know. So, it's, um, it, it's and it's taken me all over. It's been really great, you know, so, like... Uh, that, these recipes, I tell stories about that. Like, there's a clam pizza in there.
1: And yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, so the clam- that's a big thing in Connecticut, by yeah. the way. I seen like one of the famous places in Connecticut do like the clam pizza.
0: Is a does a really great clam pizza. They shuck them. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the spot. Fresh. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I went there, walked in the kitchen, met Cheryl party She, you know, sh- let me come in the kitchen and she shucked each clam. How
1: know. many? How many clams on a pie?
0: Like, like 12? big ass, yeah, yeah, yeah. hands. It's like
1: twelve of them, you think?
0: I'm no, no, no. She, they take the giant ones and then they cut them up and put them on the pizza. So I don't know. She had like maybe five or six in one oh. pizza, but they they they're very special. A lot of people I think are not using freshly shucked clams. Yeah, I don't know.
1: They just using the the chopped <laughs> clams in the jar. Yeah,
0: maybe yeah. I don't know. I like I like. Is
1: yours that. a fresh fresh shuck? Yeah. So this is
0: is This recipe, and the photos in the book. Are from when I was in Lisbon working on a project called Lupita Chef Duda is from Brazil mm-hmm. so he knew me from my work in Brazil, but he moved, he moved to Lisbon and he wanted to open a very small pizza place and he's an incredible chef, so really I was just he already kind of, I was just kind of helping him like. You know work out the kinks like i mean mostly what i'm doing with people is helping them kind of avoid the mistakes like you can yeah. you can open a restaurant and you can probably figure it out over the course of months or years or whatever but i've you know screwed stuff up every way you can i bought like pieces of refrigeration that i don't like you know i you know met like cooked in all different kinds of ovens so i kind of help give people like just experience experience yeah exactly you know and so like i went there to work with duda and like it was right across the street from the main like market in uh in lisbon Lisbon, yeah and they have you know incredible seafood there and they had clams and it was like you know it was like one of what what i like to do when i go to a market is just don't you don't go with a shopping list you go you look you see what looks yeah, what's good, fresh what? and you grab it so the, he was like this this lady's clams are great it's like great let's get the clams okay let's see what else we got grab some of that fennel let's get some of those uh, so you're making onions. a recipe
1: like based on the area you're in like
0: i'm always what? trying to have a conversation with the local yeah you know people with are... with the products you know i mean you can't always use local products but it's like a mix, like. One of the jobs I did most recently was in Bali, you know, and we're in there and I'm looking at the products, you know, and we do research before, but until you get there, sometimes you don't really know, Mm -hmm. but they had just like regular, you know, American salt there. And I was like, man, I really don't like that salt. Like, Is it possible to see if there's anything that we can get that's like a better salt? Because it doesn't sound like a big deal, but great salt is going to go a long way. If you have great (laughs) salt in your food, it's going to make, it's going to bring everything up and he's like oh let me talk to suppliers see if they have anything that's like local and then we got this salt from the north side of the island that uh it's called uh garum um ahmed and it's It's like
1: big chunks of salt it's like like, yeah yeah. it's sea
0: salt and it's produced in the same way that it has been since the 15th century They basically takes ocean water and they put it in these big troughs and they let it dry out just like they do in sicily yeah but it has a specific kind of texture minerality i mean i tasted the salt and i was like oh my god this salt is amazing and it was cheaper it was like much cheaper and that was a blessing yeah it's great and so you find something like that and it's like that's awesome but like nobody is growing like great tomatoes in indonesia so i mean if they are it's maybe just like for a short amount of time mm-hmm. you know and and so the canned tomatoes we used were from california you know i mean it's you've you got to like it's a balance right so you can't go in with like hard rules of like we're only going to use products from 100 miles around us you know yeah you gotta be a little open yeah. listen as
1: we're winding this down i'll ask you some fun questions okay From experiences, and you know, I respect your opinion when it comes to pizza. Pizza capital of the world.
0: I can't. We're (laughs)
1: gonna skip it.
0: (laughs) No, I mean because you know,
1: I mean, for Americans, you always hear Connecticut, Jersey, New York. Like I feel like those are the three. Man,
0: I love the pizza scene in New Haven. De Lorenzo's pie.
1: So you're giving it to uh, it Connecticut?
0: Awesome. No, I mean, no, but I love De Lorenzo's in <laughs> outside of Trenton in Robbinsville. It's great. Yeah,
1: because there's, like, listen, I've never been to Connecticut, but people message us all the time. That, You've never been in
0: Dun new no, Haven? Like, Dude, let's go. Let's like get Sally's. Sally's yes, it's awesome. It's great. Peppies, right? I, Sa- Sally's, Pepe's. And Sally's, Frank Pepe's, and then there's parties yeah. and there's all these other ones. But it's such a cool scene, and I love that, like, kind of coal-fired pizza. I mean, I mean, New York has obviously got, you know, you know a huge, huge pizza scene. And there's there's an article that Jersey
1: stuff. pizza is better than New York.
0: There's some great pizza in Jersey, too, you know? I mean, and Sao Paulo calls itself the pizza capital of the world, you know? But then there's, like, some town in Pennsylvania that calls itself the pizza capital <laughs> of the world, too. I think everybody needs to just, like... What about
1: uh, deep dish pizza?
0: What, like Chicago? Yeah,
1: you like deep dish? I, I, no. Is it your style?
0: No. No. I mean... No, not really. I've had it a few times in Chicago. It's, not, it's like a I, soup, right? It, I mean, like, to me, I, like, the thing that I'm focused on, the thing that I care the most about is the dough. Because, like, that's, to me, is the hard part.
1: That's the, the art of pizza. That's
0: the art, and that's the science. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go wherever the good dough is. And right now there is a nationwide global movement of people really re-examining and looking at pizza from the perspective of using better flour, better mm-hmm. fermentation techniques. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think we can say. I think, it, I think there's, there's great pizza happening all over the world now.
1: What about the hot dogs and french fries on pizza that you see in Italy?
0: I've never had that before. Have never you never tried it? No, have you? Well, I mean,
1: listen, when we go to Italy, it's like, all the kids eat that. Yeah? Like, if I were to go with my kids, I would say... Okay, and they call it a pizza American, like yeah. la pizza americana.
0: And they think that's what we're eating on pizza? No, I guess they know <laughs> we eat hot dogs. All right, you I know? love hot dogs, so shit, I'd give it a try. A Why try? Not? I mean, nah. poladella is just like a giant hot dog with pistachio. With pistachio. <laughs> yeah, people
1: say that a lot. <laughs> and uh, one other thing. You were talking about uh, a ranch pie uh, recipe you had. Oh,
0: ranch, yeah. People get worked up about that, too. Yeah,
1: that's but, like the same, almost the same level...
0: As a pineapple.
1: Maybe a little less worse. Yeah. Like a chicken bacon ranch is like I mean, a I, classic New York slice, I think.
0: So, like, I, the idea in this book is, like, if you if you take the time to do it right, put care and love into it, it can't really be wrong, you know? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, there's no chicken recipes in this pizza or book.
1: It's, yeah, there's no chicken pizza. No.
0: But I also say maybe, I respect that. Maybe one day I will put chicken on a pizza, but I've never done it so far. Uh, but for ranch, I, I grew up. Eating ranch. We used to our local pizza place in in Austin was called Mr. Gaddy's, and they had good ranch. You'd get the buffet, and after soccer practice, and you dip it in ranch and the wings, wings too. Uh, I mean, I didn't grow up eating wings, but I mean, I do. I like ranch. I mean, I think it's delicious. So I made a recipe in here, and it's like fresh herbs, fresh garlic, fresh onions. You
1: make your own ranch? Oh, it's from scratch.
0: You know, sour cream, buttermilk, mayonnaise, and I think it's a really great. Like, it, like, that's my thing. is If you're going to do it, do it right and, and make it good. And then, then you can complain later if you still don't like it.
1: Which I'm sure Have is... Have you something. ever
0: dipped your pizza in ranch?
1: Yeah. Not not like a regular pizza, but, like, I've had chicken bacon ranch multiple times. Oh, like
0: on the pizza. Yeah, yeah, like yeah.
1: I'm the kind of person that if I go to, like, a random pizzeria, like, New York style, I would most likely get, like, one of those funny slices like that. Yeah. Not pineapple, but, like... Barbecue chicken, or yeah, you know, like pepperoni or upside down. Gram, like yeah. to get a regular New York slice, like it would be very rare. Yeah, unless the place is like specifically known for it. Yeah,
0: what's your go-to slice? So yeah, I think that's a.
1: Uh, I had a feeling we we're gonna, you know, end <laughs> it on this note. So, like best regular New York slice, New Park. Okay, for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely worked in Rockaway a bunch and would stop there sometimes and get slices. Yeah, I can see that. People, that's that's in. What about you?
1: Give us an underdog.
0: I mean, I think right now, to me, Landistry is the, yeah. the number one. Yeah, I mean, they're just, very good pizza and, and that, but again, that just goes back to what I'm interested in, which is the dough. You know, yeah, and I love what they're doing with. He's always kind of playing around with different flowers, and he just really cares. Uh, you know, Massimo's just—he's a, a very talented. You know bread guy and so it shows in his dough i think it's really fantastic and like you
1: said it's very easy to mess that up that's like one one little fraction could throw it all off
0: oh yeah i mean you could have the dough could be perfect but if you use it too young like when it's under fermented it's not going to have any flavor developed and if you wait too long it's going to rip apart you know so it's the hard thing about writing a pizza cookbook because it's like i give you the recipe but like Temperature of your room, the temperature of of the water, the altitude—all that stuff is going to kind of make a difference. So, I try to tell people is try to follow the recipe as close as you can. Get a scale, measure everything out, and then you got to listen to the dough. You got to look at the dough and listen to it. And when it's when it says it's ready, is when it's time to make the pizza. I love it. You got to be flexible.
1: Everybody, pizzas are go get it
0: available everywhere. Or you know, if you don't want to buy the book. All of my dough recipes are for free on my Instagram. Instagram anyway, in my highlights. <laughs> Welcome to the social media world. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, I'd never really bought pizza cookbooks before, so I don't blame you if you don't buy it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you all. Ciao.
0: <laughs> all right.